Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. Bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, we'll be talking about the NFC North, which was actually sneakily bad. I think the Packers just covered up for every other team in this division. You're, you're so right. You know, I was thoroughly surprised that Chicago actually sneaked into the playoffs with an 8-8 eight and eight record. They were only yeah. one game behind um, the Washington football team. One, one game ahead. That's crazy, right? Mitchell Trubisky, right? Mitchell Trubisky. We will talk about him eventually in this podcast, I hope. But first, we will talk about the fourth place team, the Detroit Lions. Who have Jared Goff now. Who have Jared Goff. Is that even a bright spot, though? I'd like to think so. I think the victory in that whole thing were the draft capital that they received. But I digress. Their record, quick recap of the season, 5-11. and 11. They looked pretty good to start the season. I think they were two and two. Yeah. And then well, we then, all know what happened because they got to five and 11 from two and two. <laughs> if you do the math, they only had three other wins after that, but <laughs> it's all good. Maybe there are some bright spots to this team. Players that outperformed. The first one I got, DeAndre Swift. I have him too, but see, if you put his wide open drop in the end zone aside and we don't look at that, he didn't have... A bad rookie season. He really did it. And you also have to consider the fact that he wasn't even a starter for most of the season. They didn't trust him. They didn't trust him. They trusted the old, the old back, Adrian Peterson, who I respect a lot, but I'm glad that they finally did that switch. Um, DeAndre Swift, he did battle a couple of injuries. I think he was he had a concussion. 13 games played, four games started, 521 yards. He had eight rushing touchdowns, though. That's crazy. And here's a stat you'll like: 4.6 average. Love that. You know who's that better than? Don't I don't want to get on his up. bad side. You, you can bring him up. <laughs> Gus the bus. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, once he got the starting role, you can see why he was a second round pick. Yeah, he. I think he was in a similar situation as J.K. Dobbins, where they didn't trust him in the beginning of the season. But then as the season progressed, they gave him a bigger role and then he showed that he can handle it. I agree. I agree. Another player that had a very sneaky season was, do you know, Romeo Okwara? I have him. 10 you sacks, three forced fumbles, and 32 solo tackles off the edge. Yes, that's really good. You know, he was tied fifth most as a defensive end for sacks, which is pretty good. He led like, the who team. is this guy, man? Who is, you know, you should know his name because he's actually going to hit the market soon. He's hitting, he's going to be a free agent this year. Yeah, he led the team in QB pressures, hits, and tackles. He literally had the best time to have a breakout season. Yeah, but the, the, I don't think they have enough money to keep him. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Do you have oh, yeah. TJ Hawkinson on your list? He is my last player on my list. Yes. 67 catches, over 700 yards. He was the second leading receiver for the Lions because Galladay was out. He was out for a majority of the season. Yeah, you're right. But um, mm -hmm. the talent is there. I know he struggled last year to stay on the field. This year, I think he played a full season. He is not Eric Ebron, though. I think Detroit has something to look forward to in this player. I think the talent is there. And I think that he can do well, even if Jared Goff is under center. Yeah, they better have something out of this guy or in this guy. They drafted him in the top 10. <laughs> you are right. Yeah. Um. I guess moving on to players that underperformed, Desmond um, Trufant. 
both quarterbacks. How about that? <laughs> I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Tell me about Desmond um, Trufant. I'll tell you about Jeff Okuda. God, Jeff Okuda. Like, I think he's planned to be released as a cap casualty. He okay. did not pan out. I think he was a scheme fit for Matt Patricia. He tried to get someone like Stefan Gilmore, but it didn't work. He battled injury, played seven games, and it looked like he lost a step in his play. I don't think he could be a number one cornerback anymore, but I still think he has some sort of value. I mean, he was a previous first round pick. He's on the Falcons, right? He was on the Falcons, yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a bad career on the Falcons. I think it was just a bad place for him here. I think it was uh, a bad Jeff place. Jeff Lakuda. Yeah. <laughs> 41.8 PFF grade, ranked 117th out of 124 eligible quarterbacks. Uh, he was drafted top five. So he did play through the season hobbled, kind of injured, and it was the year of COVID. So I don't see much concern here, but it's kind of disappointing, though. You don't see much concern? I see a little bit of concern. I mean, health concerns are always a thing. Um, you Is did really- draft... He is right? a no. rookie. Wait, yeah, yeah, he is. You dropped, you drafted him, what, top? I think he was the third overall pick. It was the year of the vid. You know, what are you going to do? You, you had vid. to learn how to how to backpedal on Zoom. <laughs> backpedal on Zoom? Oh, you're right. But how can you then, how about other cornerbacks? Other rookie, actually all the other rookie cornerbacks didn't do too hot. Now that I'm thinking about it. Can we go off on a tangent a little bit about Ohio State cornerbacks recently. What about him? So Jeff Okuda, we saw we, we saw him this year, and then we see Sean Wade in the championship game. It's like, do they not produce top corners anymore? Or what's going on? <laughs> Sean oh, Wade man. asked for Devonta Smith. He got skinny boy Devonta Smith and got burned. I think the machine of making quality cornerbacks broke this year. It's under maintenance. It's year of the yeah. <laughs> because of the vid yeah um i guess transitioning on the whole de- defensive line for me is a unit that under i put the whole defense the only oh, thing that's a good one you mentioned earlier that was a bright spot was romeo aquara yeah that's right romeo yeah uh-huh yeah so i i think that was the only bright spot the whole defense sucked but go ahead ranked 26th in the league only 24 sacks however they still beat the raiders we stop. We, so, thank you. Thank you. Moving on to notable injuries, unless you had any other um, players that underperformed. I mean, we can keep beating the dead horse. They were the they, they were the team to give up the most total yards as a defense. <laughs> Finished in the bottom five for rushing yards allowed as well. <laughs> Had to put the nail in the coffin for the fans. <laughs> nail in the coffin. Hopefully they can turn it around, but... I think a big reason why this team did not succeed is because of the injuries. Trey Flowers was hurt. Deshaun Hand, I think he's a defensive, he plays the defensive line. He was hurt. Jeff Okuda, like what you mentioned, Jamie Collins was hurt mm-hmm. and Desmond Trufant, but we already talked about Je- Desmond Trufant. Um, any other injuries that I missed? Or The big one, right? Kenny Galladay, his season was cut in half due to a hip injury. Exactly. Yep. Do you think Kenny Galladay, because I, I heard some things that like, he didn't want to rush back to playing this year if he knew he wasn't going to get a contract. But like, so it, was it confirmed that he wasn't going to get a contract? 
like i think he was they were supposed on. to be in talks like you know when like uh like they're supposed to be talking but like you know they weren't talking so he was like okay so i have this hit but it's injury. not patricia but there's a new <laughs> coach now so it's different right yeah but i don't think they they didn't tag him so he can test the market they did not so very I mean, true good good for him because he technically what saved himself like half a season of like physical beating. more injuries yeah more injuries. but then it yeah. also makes him but wouldn't that also make him has less to show for his case to make more money but i feel like i feel like we all know the talent is there very true i'll, I'll give one so right. whether or not the head coach was fired <laughs> Okay, okay. You know what's really funny about this? Sorry to Matt, Patricia, right? But you know, he's act he has a job. Sadly, he, he got a job already. Yeah. <laughs> he's Bill's Belichick's assistant. Yeah. I don't know if that's worse or being defensive coordinator for him, but like he, he has a job, which is crazy. And now he messed up another organization. Anyways, looking ahead for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, Matt Patricia. It's a brand new have... team because they have True. a brand new coach. True. I think I, I think they can be scary now. Like before, you know, they're called Detroit Lions, not too scary, but now they have a new head coach. It's like king of the jungle now, you know. King They'll the break jungle. you, specifically <laughs> your kneecaps. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take out your kneecaps. I agree, yeah. Looking ahead, I, I think they're going to have some bite to them. No pun intended to what he said, but positions of need. <laughs> I got wide receiver and defensive line. Linebacker, too. Linebacker, too. Yeah, very true. Players that are leaving. Uh, oh, what's up? Kenny Galladay, right? For players that are leaving. They didn't Kenny franchise Galladay. tag him like you said earlier. But they already picked up Tyrell Williams. So I feel yeah. like what if that was like, hey, we got a new guy to, to replace this guy already. You know that Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola are free agents, too? So Tyrell Williams is like the the only wide receiver now. So they went from zero to one. I know. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. But Tyrell Williams, he's a there's he's a similar guy to Kenny Galladay. Both are around like six four red zone targets. They win 50-50 balls. Like I think it's like a downgrade from Galladay, but you know, it's it's something. It's it's something. Band-aid over the problem. It's a band-aid over the problem. You I think you put it very well. Yeah. Um other players, Everson Griffin, Romeo Quara that we just mentioned, Desmond Trufant's walking as well. Jared Davis, who they drafted, I think he was a first round pick like a couple years ago. And Adrian Peterson. Out of like Florida. Out of Florida, yeah. Oh yeah, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, yeah. He's Reggie Ragland too. Reggie Ragland, yeah. This team is literally in the middle of a rebuild though. Like half the players that they they've had for the last couple of years are pretty much leaving. So I think that's Matt Patricia's fault, but all right. Who should they pick up? Uh, I think the, go for it. No, go for it. I think the first thing that they should do is retain Romeo Quara, even though I don't know if they have the actual cap space to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they already picked up Tyrell Williams, but I think what they need to do is bring in a player like maybe Rashad Perriman, John Ross, players that need to prove their worth that you can get on a cheap contract but they still have the upside and the talent to help Jared Goff. Exactly. See, I wanted to put a big name wide receiver here, but they just don't. It's just too unrealistic for them to bring in a good guy. Or not, not, okay, I don't want to say good guy, but like 
a top wide receiver free agent this year. I could see that, but you know where they can look for a top tier wide receiver. Is that where you're going for the draft? It's the NFL draft. Exactly. They pick at seven. And I think that's a very good place to pick up Jalen Waddle. You really like Jalen Waddle, don't you? I like Jalen Waddle and I like Jamar Chase. I don't think Devonta Smith is that great. I think he's he reminds a, you too much of Henry Ruggs. He reminds me too much of Henry Ruggs. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Jalen Waddle, perfect replacement for Kenny Galladay. Big play weapon. He's explosive. What more can you ask for from the guy? I kind of went defense here because their defense is atrocious. I just said find a trade partner, trade down, select Michael Parsons out of Penn State. Has the size to cover tight ends and can also blitz, so it'll help that D-line a little bit. That's a that that's a sneaky good pick. Okay, I kind of like but that's that. if they can find a trade partner. At seven, I think they could if um there aren't a lot of quarterback or if there's still some quarterbacks on the on the board. Yep. So will this team make the playoffs? No. No. Moving on. <laughs> we'll save you the, the pain. The Minnesota Vikings. Quick recap of their season: seven and nine record. Not, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> not great. Not great. Expected more though, I think. But to to be fair, they went seven and nine and had a pretty booty defense. They had like we'll get there when we get there, but they had a lot of injuries. They really did. But <laughs> we'll get there when we get there. Okay. <laughs> Players that outperformed. I think the obvious, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. No need to um, say more there. Don't need to say honestly, he's a monster. Get him in fantasy if you can next year. You know who you should also get in fantasy? Justin Jefferson. The gritty master himself. The gritty master. I will always bring this up. Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson is literally the most even trade of all time. In essence, for what the I guess like the trade, I guess, rules were for that first round pick to get him, it's crazy. Like he's really good. He literally replaced Stefan Diggs perfectly. Yeah. He proved himself. Even when Adam Thielen was out, he is a genuine superstar, and I'm excited to see him. Rookie, too, drafted out of LSU at, what, pick number 22? 22. Four wide receivers went ahead of him, including your favorite, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Yeah. 1,400 yards. That's insane. I I don't think I've ever heard of that. 1,400 yards for a rookie wide receiver, man. It is crazy. But he got those 1,400 yards thanks to Kirk Cousins. He is a sneaky good quarterback. And you know, Ryan, I roast your team all the time, but I'm going to say something nice. I think Kirk Cousins is very similar to Derek Carr because he they are good quarterbacks, but they don't get the appreciation that they deserve. I have it right here too. I see him as Derek Carr of the NFC North. Everyone just wants to put the blame on him. I agree. I like her cousins. I, I do too. I think I think he is a very, very good quarterback. I don't know if he's worth what they paid him, like three years, 70 something million, but he's a good quarterback. He he's not gonna he's not gonna lose you games. Even huh. though he gets put the blame for losing games, but and he says a few controversial things here and there, but he's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Yeah, and that's what we talk about here. Players that underperformed. Wait, 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 wait. I got one more guy. One oh, more guy. Oh, surprise me. Yannick Ngakwe. 
Oh, Yannick Ngakwe. So he had a short six-game stay, but guess how many sacks he had during that those six games? Five. Okay. How'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> you just forgot to talk about him, huh? I um no, I remember I searched up Yannick Ngakwe like a couple of like days ago. Oh uh, yeah, that's crazy, man. Right. That's a second game, yeah. Okay. So, so players underperformed. The entire Minnesota Vikings defense after Yannick Ngakwe left. Okay, okay. I didn't put the, I didn't put the defense here because I felt bad for them because they had no one on the defense. All their star players were injured. You're right. So I I, I couldn't specifically put the blame on anybody. But, but you you have a point too because it's like a next man up league and when it's your your number is called and you don't perform, then you get you get placed on this list. So who do you have? <laughs> do you have anyone in specific? Or just the defense? No. Just the defense. 29th in points for 27th in yards allowed. I don't got much to say about that. It's just like the Lions. It's like the Lions, yeah. <laughs> All right. So notable injuries. So this may explain why their defense was so bad. Daniil Hunter, out for the season with a neck injury. Anthony Barr, out for the season with a torn pec. He only played 16 snaps in week two, and then he was out. Michael Pierce on the D-line opted out, so they didn't even play. Or he didn't even play the, the whole season. Like, who else do you have? Eric Kendricks and George Iloka. Uh, George. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whether or not yeah. Mike Zimmer was fired. No, I, I think he's a good coach. I think so too. I I honestly think the Vikings should have made it farther in the season, especially if they were healthy. I feel like yeah. they could have they could have sneaked into the playoffs over Chicago. But they have a good team. They have a good team. Um, looking ahead, though, positions of need. I have three. I have defensive line, especially after losing Yannick Ngakwe the way that they did. Mm-hmm. Offensive line and a linebacker. Yeah, I also added safety to that list. Because I think Anthony Harris is gone, and uh, potentially Harrison Smith might be a cap casualty. Oof! Yeah, I did hear about that as well. Yep. So, um, in terms of players that they should bring back, then, or bring, or at least sign, what do you think? Uh Okay. For free agency, I went with Lamarcus Joyner because I think he can come cheap, pick him up, move him back to his original position at safety. And don't screw it up like the Raiders did. Like Lamarcus Joyner, when he plays free safety, his overall grade is above ninety, never below. And then what do the Raiders do? Huh, you look like a slot corner. Let me put you there. You look like a slot corner, <laughs> man. Yeah. Sign Joyner, put him back at free safety, replace Anthony Harris because Anthony Harris is going to be gone. I agree with you on that. I also think that they should replace. I think they're losing Riley Reef. Their oh, yeah, tackle. Yeah, tackle. Yeah. Does Eric Fisher play left tackle? He did. Eric, Eric Fisher was on the left, and Mitchell Schwartz was on the right. On the right. If you I really think he's gonna be expensive, Campbell, though, dude. You, I don't think I he's mean, gonna come cheap. With what leverage, though? He got hurt. You don't even know he if he's gonna get be back hurt. at the start of the season. You're right. You're right. You're That's right. the leverage. But then, so you're going to get him on like one-year deal? Yeah, it's a one-year prove-it deal. Okay. Plug you in. If you look like you're bad, then you're done. All right. I, I like that. If they can pull that off, I like that. Yeah. The, the second, the, 
another player I got or position is like some low key receiver to fill that number three spot. Because you they have, have in mind. Uh, I I dug pretty deep for this. Chris Conley, Keelan Cole, just just someone cheap, you know, like because I know they can't afford like Nelson Aguilar, Kenny Galladay, because they already have good guys in Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I think they just have no one behind those two guys. Yeah. No, I see that. I see that. Okay. Um, so just some depth, basically. Depth. That I I agree. I agree with you on that, especially because um. Adam Thieland is getting up in age too. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, having, having a back, having that number, the solid number three might, might help them out, mm-hmm. but moving on to the draft, they pick up 14. Yep. Who do you think they should get? I put Christian Darisol out of Virginia tech to replace reef in the future. So I heard he's a plug and play right tackle and he's potentially iffy about left tackle in his first year, according to analysts, but put him on the right move them to the left later <laughs> i have christian derisaw here as well yeah. i think he is a starter in this league he is a zone run scheme which means that mike zimmer likes that a lot he still needs to grow in terms of technique but i heard that he was able to do that throughout like the college level like he took that next step so as long as he can do that in the nfl as well i feel like he's going to be like a really good tackle See the play where he like drove this one guy back like twenty yards. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. That <laughs> man that... had a family. <laughs> if I were that guy, I would just go to the ground so I wouldn't have to be pushed back another damn fifteen yards. That one play boosted his draft stock. <laughs> That's like the one play. Okay, okay. You know, wouldn't that kind of remind you of like Jadavion Clowney, where that one play where he like hit the dude so hard his helmet went his helmet popped off yeah made him the first overall pick is this is this like what we see here now that one play gets christian derisaw drafted in the first round and he's just eh. he's eh. you want to say that to jj von clowney's face just no 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 no. he's a good man he's a good man good man (laughs) he deserves Uh, a big contract the one matthew judon is requesting <laughs> the one that Shannon's requesting. Did you have any other players that they should draft, or you just sat on Christian Darius? Uh, I'm set there. I can see that. Um, yeah, will his team make the playoffs? Yes, I like I the Vikings. You like the Vikings? I'm on the same page with you, but here's my concern they oh, have no. the ceiling of being a wild card team and sneaking in and making a ceiling to the playoffs. Yes, so oh, oh, okay, in- yeah, just because of who's in their oh, division. the last team, exactly. Yeah, uh huh. Okay. I'm also concerned, though, because I think their floor is that they get a top five pick in the draft next year. Why Why? Why do you think they'll be that bad? Who are their cornerbacks? They have no secondary. Did they have one this year? No, they didn't. Look at what happened. <laughs> but they still made it. Seven and nine. So you think they're going to get better by doing what? I don't know. Okay, okay. I'm saying, like, I don't know if they're going to get better better but i don't I, I don't think their floor is that low because if anything it's going to be like one of those teams where they score points to stay relevant in the game because their defense can't stop anything which is enough because you're going to face other teams that have bad defenses as well so i think they'll muster up at least above five wins let me ask you this if dalvin cook gets hurt even though i don't want him to get hurt what happens 
Here's a precursor. Since you said that, you're going to draft him next year and he's going to get hurt. I'm sorry, nah, see that. <laughs> I knew what I signed myself up for, so I'm not going to sign him. I'm not going to not going to draft him. I want you playing the finals against Dalvin Cook. It's going to drop 40 on me. Watch. Okay. I'm going to lose so that, either way. Back to your point then. If Dalvin, if, if he goes down, then yeah, you're a little screwed. You, you have to rely on Alexander Madison. But that's the same thing. That's the same question you're asking like, oh, so what if Brady gets hurt next season? What are they okay. going to do type of deal? You know, so I feel like mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of tough. Oh, well, I, I see why you're picking on Dalvin Cook because he did have an injury before. Yes, he is uh-huh, injury uh-huh. prone to some extent. And and also the offense runs like it literally revolves around him. It's run first, pass second. They would think- run three times <laughs> if they could, if they wanted to. They do. They do. <laughs> They, they, they do run it. But but don't you think Justin Jefferson can do something? Come on, man. Because like, bottom five, we're talking about Jets territory, man. Like, we're okay. still pretty low. But, we say but you're, also talking about like, you're also talking about, like, the Atlanta Falcons, who are one quarterback away from at least somewhat turning it around. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. They could just be fortunate to be to be there. You know what I'm saying? Very true. I mean, I hope they make it to the playoffs. I see where you're coming from with their floor. I think realistically, they end up where they were this year or a little bit better at like eight and eight, maybe a few more wins, like somewhere in the middle of the pack in the NFL, I think. I agree with you. I think I think we can both agree on that. Okay. Moving on to something that I hope we can both agree on as well. It's the Chicago Bears who went an even eight and eight, snuck into the playoffs and stunk just it for the record bad. they had a better record than the vikings they were on paper the better team on paper but you know neil you bring up a good point this team is supposed to be pretty good they're supposed on to on paper yeah but they only went eight and eight because okay you, you know what an interesting thing is you look at mitchell trubisky on paper it's not the worst Set of stats you can right. Yeah. Right. right. You look at him, you're like, oh, not bad. But then you watch him play and it's a totally different story. It's because you, you see his stat line. He's he's like, what, 12 for 18? You're like, oh, it's not that bad, right? But then yeah. you see the six misses and you're like, oh, it's bad. Yeah. You know, you know another guy that like I was iffy to put on my outperform, like players that outperformed list, but who kind of falls under the type of player we're talking about right now is like David Montgomery. You look at his stat line and it's like, wow, over a thousand, a thousand yards, eight TDs. And then you, 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 you click like see all games. And then you see that like he got better only in the, the towards the end of the season. Like most of his touchdowns and numbers came in the, like the last month of the season. And that's, that's the concern that I have with David Montgomery. You know, we're going to do this completely. We're going to talk about the Bears completely different now that we just did this. David Montgomery is so interesting because he only is good against bad teams. Yes, but I also think it's a coaching issue. They don't use him enough. The Vikings like to run a lot. Well, why don't they run with David Montgomery more? Follow, follow, follow your division rival. Because they always love to every every other play. So it's a run, and then they want they want to try that deep ball to Darnell Mooney with the play action, right? With the play action, you know, because they're gonna bite after you know David Montgomery runs it for two yards, you know. Yeah, they'll but it, bite for sure. You can't fool anyone with play action if you only give your running back one chance. 
I love it. And then I know Tariq Cohen was was injured, but I love how they try to to bite on the play action when Tariq Cohen's in. The play action only works if you drive your guy into the ground like Dalvin Cook or like Josh Jacobs to the point where they get injured because the other teams are actually like, oh my God, they're actually running it again. And then, whoops, (laughs) ball goes over your head, 70 yards down the field. It's... (laughs) It so feels bad. And again, like, I feel like part of the struggles is also poor quarterback play too. But I mean, I don't know. I think Allen Robinson needs to leave. He needs, he needs to do something. Can you believe we talked about it, right? Mitch Trubisky doesn't look that bad. Nick Foles doesn't look that bad. Allen Robinson had 1,200 yards this season. Six TDs, over 100 receptions. And like, what I think what speaks to this is that if you just look at the quality of quarterbacks and inconsistency at quarterback that he had to deal with, and he still yeah. put up these numbers. I don't, I don't like comparing players, but do you remember that one year when Brock Osweiler played for the Texans and yes. DeAndre Hopkins was terrible, mm-hmm. like literally night and day, like he just became bad. But I think like Brock is on a different level than Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. So I, I think Brock I, Osweiler is just man, he's something else, yeah. yeah. And I and I agree with you on that. But my point is, is that at least Allen Robinson's able to put up in a thousand in a thousand plus yard season. He's, yeah, I agree. I agree. But two what quarterbacks? That's me with air quotes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, Very I mean, true. we already talked about Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, they just stink up the quarterback room. I don't know if you know of anyone else that underperformed for this team. Javon Wims might be better in the UFC instead. <laughs> uh, and another one, they paid uh, Charles Leno, Leno Jr. and Bobby Massey to be the tackles on that O-line, and it was no good for them in 2020. Okay. Do you know the name that I have for you? I didn't even put any other notes. Remember Anthony Miller? Yes. Speak. <laughs> no, no notes on him. Non-existent. He has one game, one good game. And he's gone. You think he's good. You pick him up on the waiver wire. You think you're smart. You know, coming to work the next day, oh, I picked up Anthony Miller. Going to start on my flex. Everyone is like, damn, miss, missed out on him. Yeah, missed out on him. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I don't know what's wrong with Anthony Miller. I think Darnell Mooney's just going to replace him. I think Anthony Miller is kind of done for this team. Yeah. You know the other guy, though? Cole Komet. Yeah. Okay. What about him? He's a rookie. Don't want to be too harsh, but I thought he could do better. Like, come on, man. <laughs> See, this is why I think this is all a coaching problem because it's 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 a usage issue, right? Yeah, it's Matt Nagy out here trusting in what 36-year-old Jimmy Graham. Like he doesn't even want to be here. Did you see that last play in the playoffs yeah. when he uh-huh. just ran off the field? He doesn't want to be here, dude. But you know what's what was really bad here though? He's not fired. He's still here. He has he has like one more chance. It's this year. I honestly think he's on the hot seat. He has to prove that it's the quarterback. That's the problem, not him. Well, do you think he's going to get fired? Because the guy who's picking the quarterbacks is, he still has his job. Ryan Pace. Like, good luck to the Bears fan because this guy's finding your next quarterback. Like, I hope, like, he gets you guys like Deshaun Watson or Russell or someone good. But at this rate, he's probably going to bring in Jameis Winston. Just look at who he brought in the past few years. Do you know what's so funny when you're like, oh, I hope he brings back, I hope he brings in Deshaun Watson? 
was he not the general manager who drafted? Did he draft Mitchell Trubisky? Yes. He so he passed up on Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes and Pat Mahomes. <laughs> and he traded with you guys, right? The Niners to pick yeah. Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, he bought. Yeah, he bid. Yeah. He said someone was on the phone for him. Yeah. And when 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 they decided that Mitchell Trubisky needed some competition, you know, guess who they brought in? Nick Foles and Mike Glennon. Wow. <laughs> It's just straight wow, man. That that's some competition right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I feel this Bears team on paper so good, but uh, they have so many issues, personnel issues, coaching issues, general manager. Like, the list goes on. Quarterback issues. Can you even say that Jay Cutler was a was a great quarterback? No, nah, you know what's funny. The only thing I remember about Jay Cutler is his nicotine addiction. Oh my god! Right, like dude, that's sad, must... but that's all I remember. I feel so maybe bad. we were too young, but yeah, they need they need a quarterback. Um, free agency players are leaving: Cordero Patterson, Sean Gibson. I think Jermaine Effetti is also leaving as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Mario Edwards, mm-hmm. Buster Scrine, or Screen. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. Who should they pick up, though, to replace some of these players? I want to say Trent Williams just to help their their O-line, but mm-hmm. no cap. So maybe Russell Okung. No Another cap. guy, uh, Kalichi Assembly, former Raider, that can fill in the guard spot for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. for a wide receiver and tight end, I went back to the Rams, a name I mentioned last week, but I think they can come cheap, Josh Reynolds and Gerald Everett. Nice. I I like I like those cheap two. guys, like realistic guys this week. I went the cornerback route. AJ Boye might come cheap, but some cheaper options. Ronald Darby and a fan favorite for you. Garyon Conley. No. No, not a fan favorite. Not a fan favorite. We drafted either. this man in 2017 in the first round. Yeah. He's been on he the was... Texans already. And our team. He's about to go to his third team. And it's only 2021. <laughs> it's been four years since he was drafted. Y'all thought you landed Marshawn Lattimore. Who'd y'all get? Hey, and guess where Gary on Conley came out of? Yeah. Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Their, their cornerback machine's actually breaking. <laughs> it really is. Um, but talking about that again, we got the NFL draft. They pick at 20. Who should they pick? Uh, okay. So I personally like going the safe route with like, you got to build in the trenches. So offensive tackle is nice here, but first you need a quarterback to protect or you'll, you'll, you'll be blocking for no one essentially. So I put Mac Jones here. I put Mac Jones here as well. I yes. think it's something very similar to the Washington football team where, I mean, they tagged Allen Robinson as much as he doesn't want to be there. They have David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Cole Kmet. If, he's utilized well the system is iffy but he has the pieces to be with the bears being the bears do you think they will trade up and draft mac jones instead of just staying put (laughs) because they traded up for mitchell trubisky over pat mahomes and deshaun watson i think their concern is what washington will do because both of them are in the same um they're kind of in the same boat that they have the pieces around them, but they just need a quarterback and they're both around the twenties. I like it. Okay. So I, I think that they would though. 
No, you think no, that they stay? I no, I, I, no, I'm saying I hope they stay put, just for the sake of the fans. <laughs> ah, for the sake of the fans, I think that they will trade up for Mac Jones. So, I see it. How would you feel as a fan? You would throw your phone at the TV if they trade up somewhere in the top ten to pick up Mac Jones. You'd be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> He's gonna be a top ten pick, though. He's what? He's not gonna be a top ten pick. I think he's gonna. I think you're only gonna move up like five spots. Okay, okay, five spots more. Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, you 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 have to like leap over Washington and the Patriots just to be sure. Just to be sure, and then lose more draft picks while you're at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but their team's already stacked. Anyways, if they don't trade up though, if they don't get Mac Jones, I think a good, maybe an alternative if they do go this route, Rashad Bateman. If they do a tag and I think a tag and trade. So they tagged Allen Robinson. You just trade him away because he doesn't want to be there. You draft Rashad Bateman. I did not know much about this person. But what? you watch the tape. He is literally Allen Robinson. I need to go watch the tape. He is not a burner. But he creates a separation. He catches the jump balls. Okay. Literally Allen Robinson. He's, he's a late round pick. Maybe into the second round. I think Allen Robinson was a high second round pick coming out of his draft. Yes. I see it. Um, I think that if he has a good quarterback, which is the concern, that he can be a star in the league in the next couple of years. I agree. But I think the big emphasis just needs to be placed on the fact that you need a quarterback or else the players around you do not matter. You said it perfectly. Now. Last team. Will, will Chicago make the playoffs, though? Oh. What would what, what I have? I have no. You know what's crazy? We hyped up this whole team. I put no too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we crap on the Vikings and we say yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> but like what you mentioned, our last team for this week is the Green Bay Packers. They finished 13 and 3. I I personally want to give y'all a break. I just have players listed. We talked about them for a very long time. I mean, did you want to start off? The, do you have any players that outperformed Aaron Rodgers easy choice here had the best season of his career Mm -hmm. but I always bring this up you can never talk about the success of a season like this without mentioning the man behind it and Jordan Love I I I said it over and over again but I I honestly think drafting him in the first round made A-Rod a better player it it light it lit up some like fire inside of him because he got mad I agree with you no he he really I think he, I think he got worried for his job just a little bit, but he really, he really did show up. He did. Yeah. Offensive uh, player of the year was he? Offensive player of the year was he MVP? I forgot who won the MVP this year. Is it Pat Mahomes? Was it Patrick Mahomes? I actually don't remember. Let me see. MVP of 2020 season. I mean, other players talk about Robert Tunyon, but I think he's a free agent actually. Robert Tunyon, Aaron Jones did well. Devontae Adams did well. Smith Brothers did well. Oh yeah, A Rod. A Rod was. MVP? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what Alexander opposite? did well too? Uh-huh. Well, the you opposite of what? You want the opposite of MVP? Go for it. MVS. <laughs> Alan Lazard too. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here, here's the thing. You always have bad things to say about MVS, right? Yeah. Always. Yeah. But his numbers don't look bad on paper. I think it's just None of them stepped up for A-Rod to be that guy behind Devontae Adams when they needed him in, like, a game context. 
because the numbers were there, but it's just, you know, when I need you, you drop the ball type of deal. But I mean, that's the reason why they didn't, they didn't make it to the Super Bowl, right? Was it his fault or was it Kevin King's fault? The other guy oh. I have that underperformed. Yeah. I have him. I have Kevin <laughs> King, RIP your career. <laughs> okay. okay. You don't, he, okay, okay. How about this? Kevin King, do, do you know a lot about him or no? I, hear, I think he's from Sacramento. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll hold back. Too close. <laughs> Too close in proximity to us. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll skip over the facts about Kevin King. Okay, I think so too. I think that's safe. Um, <laughs> so some notable injuries. Um, David Bakatari, their tackle. Yeah, their yeah. tackle. Alan Lazard was hurt for part of the season. Did you have anyone else notably? I, I just I just made a point where a lot of them missed like one game here and there. N- nothing yeah. like significant. It was just like people just couldn't get off the list, but they were still playing type of deal. Or they missed like one game and they came back the next week. So it was just frustrating in that sense. Yeah, got it right there. And this head coach, Uh, Matt LaFleur, fired? No, I think he's a a good coach. I really do. But why didn't you go for it in the playoffs, man? Come on. Yeah, I do think it costed them, but um, he is is kind of a young coach. I feel like that's part of the learning process. Young coach? Yes, yes. But like, was he waiting to have a better quarterback than A-Rod? To, I mean, he did to draft go for it in that situation. Well, I mean, he did draft Jordan Love. <laughs> so did he want Jordan Love to be in that situation? So if Jordan Love was in the game at that point, do you think he would have went for it? Like, must I remind you of the agony? <laughs> I'm I'm good, but yeah, no, I I get what you're saying. It's um, I feel like he choked in the situation, but overall, I mean, like this team went 13 and three, not simply because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think he's really good, but I do think it's the it's the plan that Matt LaFleur has. Yeah, but I I think that's the issue, right? It doesn't matter if you go 13 and 3 or 8 and 8. If you don't win the Super Bowl, you're back home. So my question for you is do you value a coach if they can at least get you to the playoffs and get you far? Or do they have to win you a Super Bowl? They have to win you a Super Bowl. I don't care if you win just one and you flame out. Because look at the Saints. Champagne, good coach. When's the last time they won a Super Bowl? The closest okay. thing they got to a Super Bowl was a Super Bowl being played in their own stadium, but they weren't there. Mm-hmm. So you think John Harbaugh is a good coach? John Harbaugh. Yeah, because, I, I think he falls in that category too. Good so coach, he's a good, but okay. I like John Harbaugh. You like John Harbaugh? I think Matt Lafleur, Sean Payne's better than John Harbaugh. You're saying Lafleur is better than yeah Harbaugh and Payne? No, no, no. I think I think. I think that John Harbaugh is in that range, but I mean, like he does have some questionable decisions sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, agree. He's he's stuck with Joe Flacco. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So I mean, what do you value more? A coach that wins you a Super Bowl or a good coach like this? See, I would take Kyle Shanahan any single day of the week. Okay. Because his scheme is unique. It wins you games. I think the players choked that game at the uh, end. Yeah. That's why I think I'll take Kyle Shanahan over Matt LaFleur. But they both didn't win you a Super Bowl. One got you there. Oh, that's fair. But and you said it was Lafleur. the player's fault. Okay. But then now we're comparing, <laughs> see, we're comparing two, two head coaches who are similar, but one's gatekeeping the other. 
Matt LaFleur can't make it because, you know, Kyle Shanahan did. Because they didn't play in the championship. <laughs> but you're right, though, right? Like, But I'm just saying like, it's decision-making. Because two minutes left, down eight points, fourth and two from the eight against the Chiefs. What do you do? Just, just, just ask anybody on the street. What do you do? <laughs> he could have asked his kids if he had – I don't know if he has kids or not. He could have asked his kids, what do you want to do on this play? He'll probably give him a better answer than kick a field goal. You're not wrong. I will. I will give you. I will give you that. We're, we're done right roasting now. this man. We're done. Looking <laughs> he doesn't ahead, deserve though. this much spotlight. <laughs> he does not. We're gonna. We're gonna rip right through these. All right. Positions of need: wide receiver, offensive line, cornerback. Do you have anything else? Running back. Running back. That's a good. That's a huge one, one dude. Yeah. Players that are leaving: Corey Lindsley, <laughs> Christian Kirksey, Lane Taylor, Kevin King. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Thank you for catching that. Yeah, both their running mm-hmm. backs are leaving. But you know what? Maybe they don't need a running back if they have A.J. Dillon. Something Maybe. Antonian and Lazard are both free agents but restricted. Yes. So they, right they would have to resign or figure something out for them. And apparently they're shopping Preston Smith. I don't know if you heard about yeah, that. I did hear about that. So, mm. man, they're going to break up the Smith brothers. But I think that – in free agency, they should get that true number two. Will Fuller, Corey Davis, one of those two. I think I, I think so too, but I think they might come pretty expensive. So I think a more realistic guy might be like a Marquise Goodwin or Emmanuel Sanders who just got released. Are they really upgrades though? You trust MVS or you trust Goodwin or Emmanuel Sanders? Your call. Fourth and same situation. You had to throw the ball to this guy. Who are you choosing? I'll choose Sanders. I trust Sanders to catch it. That's you know what? That's fair. Um, <laughs> I have no comment. Um, Another guy. I ha- uh-huh. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Another guy I got Pat Pete, maybe behind Jair Alexander. Coach up yeah, another rookie. King. They draft another one. Uh, yeah, replace Kevin King. He doesn't have the juice to command top end money anymore, so that's why I put him here. Yeah. Anyone else? Nope. All right. You? Moving on to the oh. draft. Now I'm good. Yeah, we're gonna move on to the draft. Um. I think I mentioned him already. Rashad Bateman, perfect one-two punch for Aaron Rodgers. Compliments um, Devontae Adams a lot. Oh, and they do, and they pick up 29. They do uh, pick up 29, yeah. Yeah, another guy. One guy I have, I just went back to cornerback, Greg Newsom. To be honest uh, here, uh, this guy just might be available at the end of the first round, so I pegged him here. I like Pat Pete helping a rookie out potentially, and Jair Alexander helping him out because Pat Pete's not the long-term solution. I think Greg Newsom's like his draft stock is like jumping really high because he ran a really fast 40. Is it that guy? Uh, I think so. I think it's that guy. But see, th- that's the <sighs> quick 10 seconds. I think that's the problem with the draft. They, they obsess over 40 times and size, and then sometimes it just doesn't translate. I think some. <laughs> Do you know how obsessed scouts are with um, quarterback hand size? Yeah. Why? And, and height. And height. And height. height. Yeah. Why? The height one I can kind of get, because there are some mm-hmm. offensive tackles in this league that are like six nine, mm-hmm. and if your quarterback is like six feet tall, I don't know what he's looking at. Fair. Back of a jersey or actual receivers? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, those hands. You know I, I don't understand the hands? hand. They got big feet. You want to say about people with big feet? Go for it. I don't know where um, we're going, we, but go so, for it. Now we do. Um, do you think this team is going to make the playoffs? <laughs> Yes, I think so. I think so as well. Um, but will they make the Super Bowl? I don't think so. 
I don't think so either. <laughs> All right. As we end off every episode for offseason observations, we are going to talk about the rankings of how these teams are going to perform next season. Who do you have? One, two, three. We'll go top down. So the best, best to worst? Mm-hmm. Packers, Vikings, Bears, Lions. What do you got? I, I'm glad. I think this is the episode of us agreeing on everything. Very nice. Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. All right. I think that's that's it for me. That's it. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We will catch you guys next Friday when we talk about our favorite divisions, the AFC West and NFC West. So two episodes will be released next week. We're going to break down these teams, see if Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs can bounce back, and if Russell Wilson will take another snap as a Seahawk. And that's the T. And that's the T, y'all. Take care.